Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Amory Score. I am Jackson Tyler, joined, as always, by Molly, and this is a podcast where we talk about Coheed and Cambria, taking you track by track through the fucking nonsense that is the story of the Amory Wars. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Last time we talked... Last time was a nice little breather, I think. Yeah, about it's just get to talk short? about Patrick, just kind of chill for a minute. But just one plot line that just happened, kind of just one thing, and then that they used the whole song for. They used the whole song for that one thing, and now we have a lot, a, a, many more things. We have a lot to do before we can move on to in keeping secrets. We got some housekeeping to do. Yeah. So the way the comic works is the 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 album dedicates so much of its early like songs to very specific events and then goes oh fuck uh i didn't do anything oh god and then all the actual plot happens in about two songs uh, yeah we, we between uh june song provision never ender and god sent conspirator we are going to go over most of the plot for the first album well no here's your kid is the first one where just everything suddenly happens so if you enjoyed episode five where uh just uh, it was an explosion of nonsense plotting. This continues. This continues. Yes. So, let us begin by traditionally doing the recap. What is the information that we need to know at this point? In case you haven't listened. In before. case you haven't listened to the first six episodes of the Amory score. Yes. Uh, what you need to know is that uh, Coheed and Cambria um, have killed three out of four of their children at the suggestion <laughs> of uh, Mayo Deftonwolf, the right hand man to very evil Supreme Trimage Wilhelm Ryan. Um, and after doing this, they've been captured and put on the Gloria Velvesa to be sent to Paris Earth, where they will be uh, tortured, given some kind of bad thing. Bad things are going to happen on Paris Earth. Uh, that's what we know at this exact moment. Um, uh, we- quickly, why have they been... Uh, why did they kill the kids? What's the deal? Um, they have a special boy. I... That's that's the most basic point is that what, they have what is the monster, monster virus. virus? Excuse me, Thank I'm you. sorry. Yes, sorry. <laughs> uh, they have the monster virus, which is uh, at this point kind of an unambiguous. It will destroy the universe if it gets activated, and they have passed on the sinister virus after it's been mutated to their children. Uh, so they need to kill their children and apparently get sent to Paris Earth to have that taken care of. That is revealed as a lie. The children do not have the Sinistar virus. They're just fine. Apparently, like they kind of have the cure for the monster encoded in them. Yes. Uh, but so they fucked up. These two people have very bad things inside them. We don't really know what that is, and they are being taken to a place called Paris Earth, which Paris is not, colon Earth, which is not the same thing as Silent Earth, which is a different. No fucking planet it's a different planet don't get it don't get it twisted don't don't get it twisted now so that's Uh, kind of that other plot points we need to know that's that's the coheed and cambria part um right now we also have uh mariah's army she's leading a rebellion against wilhelm ryan and the and his big scary army the red army Um, the red army uh jesse the inferno uh, is also kind of involved in that, but sort of not. And he and Mariah kind of have a thing going. They kind of have a um, thing. They kind of, like, he's kind of part of their rebellion, but not officially. Like, it's definitely her army. They're just uh, forces that work together a bit. Right, exactly. Um, we also have found out after Jesse revealing that the key work, uh, which is the force that keeps all of the planets aligned, um, is made out of souls. It's made out of people. It's the life stream. So, we have 
this episode, the song is called June Song Provision. A lot of this is mentioned in the lyrics, but some of it isn't. Some of it's focusing on different parts. But we're just going to go through two two main plot points. Uh, so today well, we're going to yeah. start start with Nuo. Molly, who is Nuo? Um, so you may remember Nuo Iken uh, from the beginning of the comic when Claudio was hanging out with his girlfriend before he got home to all the murder scene. Um, they were together, and Nuo, um, Nuo kind of got a little curious about why she hadn't heard from Claudio the next morning, I believe is what the actual thing is here. And she goes over to their house to investigate. Um, and she goes over there, and there are cops there who give us a little bit of exposition on what the story is up till now. <laughs> Literally, like, oh, as you know, Bob, uh, the the lead suspect in this case is called Coheed, and he was part of the KBI, which is a weird terrorist group, say, saying he's got some kind of virus. And I'm like, oh, thanks for laying it out, because this is fucking confusing <laughs> as all hell. So they had to also, have bring in cops to explain I it just, to each other. Why do the cops know this? <laughs> That's the other part that I don't understand, is why the cops actually know all this stuff. Because even Coheed and Cambria didn't know. Well, they had false memory. I mean, they had them. memory wiped, but it I didn't know it was like, common information but that's fine i guess so what did the neighbors think living next to (laughs) (laughs) they just know oh god it's gotta be bad they they just gotta be like on their guard all the time like i hope it i hope it doesn't happen today can't happen today that'd be bad that'd be bad um so newell goes over there uh and she kind of like interacts with the cops for a minute before ambelina shows up um ambelina i hear you ask don't worry about that. We'll get to that. Don't, we'll talk about her in depth more. Ambelina is a prize. She shows up like she's the Terminator. Um, and she, like, messes with the cops. The cops run away. Uh, and she and Nuo kind of just leave the place. Um, and then we, we for Nuo, we're going to, like, cut to the next comic here just a little bit. Just to talk about this entire plot line at once. Yeah, no, we're just going to do all the Nuo stuff and then we'll get back to Paris Earth later. Yeah. Um, Nuo has received a letter from Claudio uh, before he left that she's just found, um, which is actually what opens the song. Um, it is addressed to Nuo Iken. Uh Claudio asks how Apollo's been treating her. Apollo is a dog. <laughs> Apollo's a dog. <laughs> um, and, you know, she reads the letter and Claudio has, like, realized, like, oh, I'm, I'm the special boy. I can't interact with anybody I love anymore or else they're going to get hurt. Um, can I just can I just read the letter? Uh, please, in, please. In, what, what it is in the uh, in the comic? So, I would love that. Good morning, sunshine. I know this is hard, but this has nothing to do with you, June Song. I can't be a, a part of anyone. Uh, nah. But this has nothing to do with you, June Song. I can't be a part of anyone's world anymore. When you get this, I'll be dead. I hope you can forgive me, Nuo. I love you, Grover. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's a good thing I mentioned in the earlier episodes. That was oh. his nickname. And then, point. as she finishes reading that, as if to, like, punctuate the point, her wall explodes and an Constantine priest just fucking crushes in and oh, Apollo yeah. gets thrown against the wall. Uh, yeah, like, Apollo uh, is the dog with her. A Dalmatian attacks, like, bites the monster's arm, and then the monster's just like, uh, okay, and then throws it against, like, a wardrobe. Um, and I hope this dog's okay. I don't know if this dog's okay, but I I think the consensus is he probably is. The dog's fine. The dog's the, fine. The Thank third God. album is called Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4. The dog's well, fine. Well, that, that doesn't mean the dog... Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, 
my favorite part of this letter scene um, is like when Nua's reading the letter, there's this quote, but she's beginning to realize this is much more than a high school breakup. No, actually, I'm fairly sure that someone going, by the time I'll get you get this, I'll be dead, is actually 100% a normal oh. high school breakup. This just checks oh. out to me. Yeah. Uh, fucking teenage nonsense. Um. So we're going to, should we stop there with Nuo? I think that's probably a good place to stop with Nuo uh, It's for a good now. place to, I just want to mention the hilarious, like, fucking nonsense in Claudio's logic, right? Because he is all, the ones I love will always be the ones who pay. I'm Claudio, no more. Uh, and runs off into the darkness. But in running off, has left, like, all the people who know him open up to getting murdered and has to have, like, the plot has to bring in his special boy, the secret protector, in order to have her not die, which is ridiculous. Right, which uh, is, and it's very strange, because in the third album, there will be another song about Nuo. Is, it's just, is I don't there? know why he oh, left her Oh, the third alive. album, right, yes. Yeah, yeah, the third album, yes. Oh, yeah, the, the newer stuff continues, by the way. Like, yeah. this, this uh, even though he's writing this saying, I'm going to be dead, right? The song ends with him going, uh, wait for me, I'll, I'm still a boy. Like, saying, <laughs> once I've done my special boy, special boyness, please suck my dick. Please, um, <laughs> please be there for me when I get home, thanks. Please. Like, what? imagine writing to your high school girlfriend. And by the way, the next albums take place, like, ten over years ten later. years later. And he's still like, oh, I hope my high school girlfriend hasn't forgotten me. God. <laughs> like, oh, Priorities, oh. my boy. My boy. My boy. Anyway, that's one plot line. That is that is the new world plot line, as we know right now. Meanwhile. Thousands uh, in the of miles away. <laughs> in the important stuff part of the comic. Yes. Um, so before we go to Paris Earth, uh, we need to clear up a couple things here. How so does everyone get to Paris Earth, Molly? We have to, yeah, we have to get everyone to Paris Earth now. So Jesse uh, talks to Mariah, who is leading her rebellion. I don't, did we ever figure out where she was like doing rebellion stuff? She was gathering a rebellion and going, we're going to take everyone to the steps of House Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, and House Atlantic is the big evil house where yeah. uh, Wilhelm Ryan is. And they're all like, yeah. Uh, and then Inferno calls her up. Uh, sorry. And then Inferno calls her up and is like, uh, 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 hello, uh, please go somewhere else. <laughs> hey, honey, I need you I to go to you Paris. Gave, I know you just gave a rousing speech, but uh, I need you to go to Paris. I know you um, want to go to the place where the, the like really bad thing are, but if you could just deal with this first, that'd be, that would that'd be, be chill. Aces. That'd be clutch. So good. <laughs> So she goes um, there. Yeah, she so she she heads off that way. Um, Mayo, after getting berated by uh, Wilhelm Ryan for a couple minutes and getting his demotion thing, I think we've already mentioned that. Yeah. Um, is sent off to work on the flies on Paris Earth, oh, which is flies. very odd. Ooh. Yeah, it's very odd because they just pulled him away so he didn't get in that crom fight and then are sending him back to the place they were intentionally going in the first place. So... Uh, there he's he's on the way. He's gonna be there. Don't worry, Mayo. He's here for you. He needs Mayo. He needs Mayo. <laughs> so, um, we cut back to Inferno. Um, Jesse and goes. He goes back to board the Gloria Velvesa. Uh, I believe this is after that allotted amount of time. Uh, that they gave the Gloria Velvesa to turn around before it blows up. I or they have noticed that Crom has entered the 
uh, the ship. Well, if you remember last um, or two episodes ago when we talked about this, like there's a huge cliffhanger in the middle of the sequence that is completely meaningless and build like in is nothing. Like they're about to, they have to kill themselves to stop the ship or whatever, and that's where it ends. But that's not what happens at all. Instead, they're like towed off to Paris Earth. Uh, right. That makes talking about this very confusing because the momentum is building one way, and then the next volume starts and it goes in a completely different direction. Jesse flies back to the glory of Alvesa, shows right. up on the ship, and then Crom shows up and is like. Like, you remember how you were captured before, and then you weren't, and then you were, and then you weren't? Well, here we go. Shoots shoots Inferno with a massive rod, stabs him through the heart, and then goes, now you're captured. (laughs) Now you're captured for real. So, Krom uh, is a very powerful guy, apparently. Uh, He captures Coheed and Cambria again, uh, for sure this time. And Jesse is left, like, bleeding on the floor with a giant rod through his chest. So he's definitely dead. So he's for sure dead. Um, And then everyone else goes to Paris. So we go to the next issue. Jesse's alive. And (laughs) uh, he contacts Mariah. um, He's like, oh, shame about this thing in my chest. By the way, have you dealt with the shit yet? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm fine, actually. Have you? Are you good? Um, And she's like, I'm not even there yet, Jesse. What are you talking about? Um, so she goes and lands on the planet. So, um, we are now officially on Paris Earth. Um, the the prize are technically here too. We'll get into it. Oh, we'll uh, deal with that later in, point. In, in the last and one. yeah, and the, is it yeah? Anyway, um, so now, uh, Coheed and Cambria are captured. They are put onto new uh, holding tables. Uh, where their eyes are locked open for some reason. <laughs> they do the weird uh, hold your eyes open thing. Yep. Um, Krom is guarding them still. And Wilhelm Ryan uh, calls in, starts taunting everybody. And Mayo um, spits in Coheed's face for some reason. <laughs> before releasing the dragonfly, dragonflies while Mariah shoots at him. So this impl- all kind of happens at once. Which is hilarious because the implication is the, the the flies is in a base on a city, like near a city on Paris Earth, and uh, Coheed and Cambria have been taken like to a different part of Paris Earth, um, just in a forest somewhere. And on one page, Mayo is just there going up to Coheed going, ha-ha, now you've been captured by someone else. Spit. Um... And then immediately after, he's back in his other base dealing with the flies. And Mariah's like, oh, we have to stop the flies. I've got to shoot them. I have to shoot them really quickly. God, something would be really bad if I didn't shoot. (laughs) If I didn't didn't get the shot. She shoots one of the guys in there. And then uh, Mayo's like, okay, but I'm going to press the button anyway. And then he presses the button and, quote, billions of flies uh, escape (laughs) and enter Paris Earth. Um, And listen. Jackson and I have been talking about this for probably an hour now, trying to decipher what the hell these dragonflies do besides activate Coheed and Cambria. Yes, the the thing with the flies is that they have like a serum inside them, which if it makes contact with the Monstar virus uh, inside Coheed will activate the Monstar transformation. That's a real yes. thing. Um, and so the, the, the flies all suddenly become... There's like a hilarious shot of... Uh, Mariah going I missed damn as <laughs> as the next panel is like boom the flies are free now we have for again the last hour tried to figure out if these dragonflies have any more significance than just like stinging Coheed and Cambria and making the thing happen and as far as we can tell 
there's nothing else that happens. This is the one thing these flies were designed to do. Billions of dragonflies swarm out of their containers and across Paris Earth, but their heinous mission is accomplished in one small sting. And then Mayo just says, exquisite! (laughs) (laughs) So, now that Coheed is injected, they start to kind of lose it a little bit. They, They start to... Uh, lose a little bit of, like, uh, consciousness, basically. Just, they don't know what they're doing. Uh, and then, and then Coheed turns into a giant flesh monster. Um, yeah, Wilhelm starts monologuing. Ryan's like, ha I know this would happen. We are unlocking your true potential. You have to do what I've been, this is a gift. Ha evil, yeah, And, like, <laughs> right. throughout these pages, Coheed's eyes are getting more and more fucked up. He's, like, breaking free of his restraints and hunching over. And then suddenly, he becomes the Hulk. Yeah, Hulk with enormous blades popping out of him. He has this enormous gun arm. Um, the gun arm has turned into, like, a rocket launcher arm, except way bigger. Um, and he kills the shit out of Krom. He just grabs that guy and murders him dead as hell. It's it's something, all right. It is absolutely brutal. Um, so we have... Uh, Cambria has been resisting this transformation much longer than Coheed has. Um, which means that Ryan is going to take the time to taunt her um, and tell her that she is destined to become uh, what is known as the White Ruineer. Um, and once that uh, Coheed has become useless to Ryan, uh, she will be there to kill him. Um, and this is all, she's all like on the ground, like, no, and all that. Um, and uh, Coheed, as the Monstar, is about ready to take off and go do his thing. Yep, so he's just like sitting on the ground with a hilarious like Hulk, bone Hulk looking body. His facial expression is like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he looks like he's yawning. Ryan's taunting them, going, "You're gonna kill him for me as well. You are all tools of mine. The virus is activated. Destiny is occurring." Uh, and that's basically where we leave off. That's the big cliffhanger. The final page of this comic is like cuts from there to uh, House Atlantic, which is where Ryan actually is because he's only a hologram. In, in yeah, these he's scenes. calling in, and it just says. Supreme Tri-Mage Wilhelm Ryan has been patient. He has choreographed every move, waiting for the stage. Uh, sorry. He has choreographed every move, waiting for the final stage of his plan to come to fruition. Everything is as it should be. Everything evil. Next issue, Coheed and Cambria die. <laughs> it's just like that out there. Yeah, Coheed and Cambria are dead next episode, dude. We're done here. We're fucking done here. So that's 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 where we end the song. Uh, the majority of the actual song is about the newer stuff, but that the, you need to know all the Coheed and Cambria stuff because it's what the album's about. Yeah, because that's where we're jumping to. Uh, starting next uh, song, we're going to get back to the actual plot part. Um, but for now, um, should we just talk about June Song Provision? <laughs>
oh, you know how the song sounds really good right now? And it's like, really, you're enjoying it a lot? And you're like, oh, <laughs> this is a really cool song. I like this verse. Da, 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 everything's popping off. Oh, wait, what's this about to happen? Or is it about to take a slow, like, turn into being a slow, boring song? I think it might. I think that's going to happen now. Think that's exactly what's gonna happen. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Oh boy. Uh, so the first <laughs> minute of June Song Provision is some of the best Coheed and Cambria stuff you could listen to on this album. On this, on this album, they later. do a lot better uh, in the future. But this is the first minute of this might be. It's not, but it's it's some of the best stuff on the album. It's not the best part of the album because I have other opinions about that. Uh, it's like poppy. Uh, it's. It's all the stuff that's good because it's like puppy of a very humble song. It's got a good like it's good tempo. It's not just noodly bullshit. For a minute, I like it. For a minute, yeah, for yeah. a minute. Uh, and then we get into the other part of the song, um, which I actually still like. Um, I think it's pretty good. I know that you have a different opinion on that, Jackson. Yeah, I think it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. admit that the first minute is much better than the rest, but I think there's enough changes in the song, and there's a lot going on here. Um, I'm currently listening to it again to make sure I remember everything. Um, but that, like, when we get to the back to the part where it's like that, cut my heart in half, discard the evidence, all that, I think that's still pretty fun and good. It's okay. I, I don't know, yeah. I mean, That's we're, still in the first half of the song. There's still like a minute of the song left. There's still two minutes left of the song, but it's also a five and a half minute song, so... Oh, it goes on forever. Yeah, but see, I still like the back end of it, so that's the difference between us, is that I still think it's pretty good. <laughs> yep. And there's a wait for me, alright. I think that's pretty good. It's fine, I don't know. <laughs> like, what do you want from me? It's slow, it's noodly, it's not, like, the thing I'm here for. It does the thing that a lot of this album does, where it kind of just changes from song structure to song structure with no real sense of purpose other than oh we can't have a song that just goes verse chorus we're cooler than that right and they're gonna they're gonna kind of ditch that mindset pretty soon here um and they're gonna have like a lot cooler songs that do those progression changes because they have figured out how to play music after this <laughs> they figured out how to write like what songwriting is yeah they, they figured it out after that first album um, and again, I'm so excited for the second album. But for now, um, June Song Provision, I still think it's a pretty good song.
that's okay. Should we, uh, before we get to the ratings and everything, should we do the lyric reading? We should do the lyric reading. Uh, Ooh, I, I want to hear some lyrics from June's Song I... Provision. Oh, there's so many good I good almost lyrics. think that the letter is the best part, but I think you could read anything. Oh, I was going to do... Uh, oh, I'll, I'll do the letter. Just we can so do a couple know, here. I'll, I'll do a couple. So, yeah. Dear Nuo Ikin, how's Apollo been treating you? Has he been a good boy since the day I left? Give him my love and a sweet kiss for his head, because I won't be coming home when you get this. I'll be dead. <laughs> uh, except that's like the poppy good... St- it's so good. It's so fun to listen to. I love the sound of that letter, actually. I think it's really fun. That part of the song is great. That, that's Again, this is the first minute where it's very good. When I break up with my girlfriend because I'm about to die, what I like to do is spend 95% of the time talking about their dog. <laughs> That's just He's like, an awkward a... teen and he doesn't know what to talk about. Um, love you, babe. Gonna die now. Your dog's so... I hope you... I love your dog. I love your dog. How and has Apollo been treating you? Has How's he been your... a good boy since the day I left? How's your dog? <laughs> They're good dogs, Nuo. <laughs> God. Uh, that verse also has the hilarious honor of being like actually legible as a thing. So let's go to a different part of the lyrics to get you some illegible bullshit. I've spent so long sitting down here, paper. Cut my heart in half and discard the evidence. When it's yours, come send me the last half. Doused in kerosene, a torched blaze bloodbath. When a boy sets fire, God knows you've lost. Yeah, but I like that part of the song too. That's the unfortunate part is I like that part of the song and you don't. I'm just going to silently shake my head at your opinions, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. You can be wrong. You've been wrong before on this podcast. I've been wrong before on this podcast. It's very true. Um... <laughs> I also want to uh, put this fun fact here because we will talk about Nuo again, but um, Nuo Ikin uh, is named yes. after uh, Claudio's uh, young girlfriend that he had at the time when he was writing this. Um, and Nuo Ikin spells Nikki Owens backwards. So that's Nikki Owen. And that's what he named Perfect. her after. It's very good. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. What's hilarious about this is that as we go on, every single incarnation that is like, uh, every single um, woman in Coheed and Cambria that is analogous to like uh, his relationship with Chandra, that woman is so fucking dead. But this woman who is in the story, who is clearly like an analogous to his high school fucking crush, is the le- is the most protected and perfect. Nothing happens uh, to her. Nothing, nothing happens bad, to her. Nothing bad can ever happen to her. My wife can get fucked, but she must remain. <laughs> she must remain pure, and and just remain alive. It's really like, weird, actually. Now that we're talking about it, it's very weird. Yeah, I don't like. Like, I I mean. If Claudia fucking finds this podcast because it blows up and starts judging me, hi, sorry hey. for fucking psychoanalyzing you. <laughs> sorry, uh, Claudia. I don't mean to do that. I just think it's a funny incidental read. Um, but whatever. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, it's a weird song. What are you, what are you going to give it? I think we've been skimping on the scores. Um, I was going to give it a six. I was going to give it a four. Yeah, uh, I, I again, I like it way more than you do. I still don't think it's like the best stuff on the album, uh, but it is better than like a five. So, 
and we made it into this into the end of this recording before we hit the half hour mark we fit it all in everyone I, oh wow i can't believe we actually did that so hey great job us we did it okay plug zone time where are you online tell the people as always uh you can find me on twitter at your friend molly with a y-e-r and over at audioentropy.com where i do a bunch of other podcasts hell yeah you can find me uh at headfalls off on twitter uh, and abnormalmapping.com has a bunch of other podcasts they're all good you can support us on patreon.com slash abnormalmapping if you like it and that's that's it that's it. oh my god i'm gonna go pass out it's so hot it's so <laughs> oh, hot no, it's the summer it's, so hot. it's the summer i'm sweating i've it's got like, that coheed sweat it's real nice out here actually seattle's pretty hate, nice right now i hate you <laughs> and everything about you <laughs> goodbye goodbye